0: I believe that all of us, we have a dream. And that dream within you is unique. Only you have that dream. And the fact that you have that dream automatically means it's possible for you to create it. You know, I believe in God and and, the universe providing us with this dream as our own special purpose in life. And for me, it was always meant to be this balance that I'm proud of, where I could be a great husband, a great father, a great entrepreneur a great friend a great leader a great mentor and i strive to continue to go in that direction welcome to the diamond life mentor i'm your host Balaj de debicardos and i've got something to share with you and it just might be the key to unlocking more freedom in your life i'll show you the way Hey, what's going on, my friend? Welcome to episode one of my brand new podcast, The Diamond Life Mentor, Master Keys to Freedom. I am absolutely out of this world excited for this show finally to come to life. It has been a dream of mine manifesting in my mind for years, and I'm so excited that finally the time has come. And in this episode, I'm going to share with you a little bit about myself so you get to know me, my story, my background, and all the things, good and bad, ups and downs, the crazy trials and tribulations and adversities, and also incredible amounts of wins and success and things that I never really imagined were possible for someone like me to become true, to become my reality. And I have found over the years that The way that I get to live, you know, I consider myself very lucky, very privileged for the life that I get to live for multiple reasons, which you'll learn more about as you listen to the show and the future episodes of the show as well. But I shouldn't be here. I shouldn't technically be living this life. The odds were stacked against me dramatically, very much like most of you listening we weren't meant to win. We weren't meant to succeed. The cards were really not dealt in our favor, a lot of us, most of us. And that was me as well. And so in this episode, I'm going to share a little bit about my backstory and ultimately the intention and purpose behind this podcast as well. You see, for me, I've always had this self-worth challenge around being a mentor, being a leader, being a coach, inspiring other people to live their best life Before I felt like I personally earned the right to do so. You know, a lot of people right now these days on social media are pretending and acting to be a coach, are wanting to basically preach something that they haven't done themselves. They haven't been inspiring example of what it takes to become a successful person, not just in business, but also in other areas of their life, with their health, their fitness, their family and all of that, right? The complete total package. And what I noticed over the years was that people had one aspect of success. Like for example, they might be successful with business or in other cases, they had a really great healthy body or physique, but they were broke and struggling and unhappy in other areas. And so I developed this desire within that I have now named The Diamond Life, which is this balance of having it all in your particular way, which is unique to you. I believe that all of us, we have a dream and that dream within you is unique. Only you have that dream. And the fact that you have that dream automatically means it's possible for you to create it. You know, I believe in God and the and, and universe providing us with this dream as our own special purpose in life. And for me, it was always meant to be this balance that I'm proud of where I could be a great husband, a great father, a great entrepreneur, a great friend, a great leader, a great mentor, and I strive to continue to go in that direction. So that's why I created this podcast, reluctantly, mind you. I've been asked for so many years in my private communities where it's only paid clients to you know do more content to share my opinions my philosophies my frameworks more openly and i've always been reluctant because i didn't feel like i earned it which brings me to this moment now i've officially now been building my entrepreneurial business for 10 years and in that time frame i've become one of the top 10 people in the world out of over 2 million high ticket affiliate marketers and direct sellers in that company and we've done over 500 million dollars in sales and we've had over 200,000 high ticket sales as well and and while that is impressive what I'm most proud of is actually the lives that we've been able to impact and being able to pay it forward in this way where other people get to live the diamond life other people get to live a life on their terms with true freedom in all areas and so now after all this time I feel like you know what I want to pay this forward to Someone like yourself who's listening to this podcast, different stages of your life. You might still be in a job right now and looking for a way to unlock your freedom, right? Escape the matrix, escape the jail cell that society has placed you in. Because I believe if you're inside the system, if you have a regular job and your time is all accounted for and you're always in the busyness and the doingness of the repetitive tasks and the day-to-day stuff, is I believe that's modern day slavery. I believe that you are uh, stuck quite literally trapped in a cell, not being able to truly experience what life is meant to be with full freedom, which I call the diamond life. So here we are, ten years down the track. I've been in sales and marketing and leadership for fifteen years. I've become a multimillionaire and set my family free and literally made all of my dreams come true but At this point now in my career, my journey, it's not about me. I want to change your life. I want to make a difference in your life where you look forward to listening to this podcast, whatever it may be that you're doing, driving, working out, uh, doing some errands around the house, whatever it is that you like to do where you want to be inspired, you want to be entertained, you want some motivation, some shifts in your mindset some practical steps and strategies for you to actually be able to implement in your life and see results fast. And I want to be able to provide that to you for this podcast. So with that being said, let's rewind a little bit to the beginning. My story actually starts with my parents immigrating from Hungary in Eastern Europe, escaping communism when I was three years old, and uh, going to Germany with two suitcases, no money and they couldn't speak any English. And we made a quick pit stop there for a few years when my little brother David was born. And then we ended up in London, Ontario. So I grew up with this escape energy, right? We, we literally fled communism to the land of opportunity. My mom and dad had a vision for our family and especially for my brother and I to be able to live a life that we get to dictate how we live. Our hard work, our efforts, our willingness to learn, to grow, to adapt, to improve should be directly connected to the life that we get to live. And in communism, it's not how it works. And I believe capitalism is the greatest model that exists for everyday ordinary people to literally do whatever they can uh, and, and put in that effort to grow and to be successful. And then ultimately to also make a difference and an impact in the world, right? Because once we can take care of our lives and take care of our family's needs and wants, and we're good, the next thing in our evolution, our next natural step is to pay it forward to others. And that's where I am now in my life. So I grew up in a uh, household like many of you where my parents were very hardworking. They were uh, lower middle class. My dad was mostly in construction, was amazing with his hands. He could build anything and fix anything. And he primarily worked in construction for the most part, when I was a kid doing drywall. And my mom was actually a cleaner. She had multiple jobs at one point after my parents got divorced when I was 11 years old. And they basically had a pretty bad falling out. They weaponized my brother and I against each other. Uh, When I spent time with my dad, my mom was the bad person. And when I spent time with my mom, which was most of the time, my dad was the bad person. And we were confused as kids, like whose fault is it? And who do we believe? And, you know, all this kind of thing, it was pretty dysfunctional. And what I remember about that time, I was pretty young, I was 11 years old when they divorced and and we moved out and all of that is I remember how much of our problems actually were created by a lack of money, arguing about the bills, arguing about not being able to do fun stuff or go on holidays or vacations. And there was a lot of friction, right? About, just a lack in scarcity mentality and energy. There's not enough. There's not enough. If we can only do this, but if we do that, then we can't do this. And it was something that got ingrained in me when I was a little boy. Like, why? Why is it like this? Why is money such an important thing that seems to be missing in our family? We had the love. You know, we had so much great stuff that I'm very grateful for, when it comes to what my parents, uh, the environment that they created for us, the love and energy they created for us, they they really did do their best and I'm forever grateful. I'm not mad, I'm not bitter, I'm not resentful for anything that happened in my childhood. I'm super grateful. And at the exact same time, because there was this need, this desire for more money, more money, uh, it occupied a lot of their attention, it occupied a lot of their time which automatically took away from the quality of time that we got to enjoy with our parents and as a family. So we didn't have that much quality time growing up, which I deeply desired and I missed. So as a young boy, I developed this love-hate relationship with money. 50% of me hated it so much because of the pain and suffering it seemed to be causing. And on the other hand, I fell in love with the idea of... What do rich people have? What do rich people and wealthy people have that we don't? What is it that allows them to live that way and makes us feel like this never-ending rat race and this struggle, this paycheck-to-paycheck mentality of getting in debt and so on and so on? So deep down, I developed this open-mindedness of, I got to learn. I got to figure out what these people do, who they are, what they think, what skills they have. And I was so young that I didn't understand exactly how I would learn those things. But I just knew I'm going to figure this thing out. And I developed this curiosity, which is a really powerful point for you listening right now is how curious are you about the people you admire or even the people you're jealous of is like, are you curious to understand them? Are you curious about who they are, what they believe, what their values are? And in my case, I got very curious. And so uh, over the following years, I dabbled in different things that I was basically aware of in terms of jobs, right? Like I worked in a butcher shop as a young boy, I was 15 and, and worked there in the afternoon shift. And I had all these odd jobs I got fired from 12 jobs by the age of 25. And I literally defined myself as a loser who couldn't keep a job my self-worth was beat up. My self-confidence was beat up because I kept getting fired. And I'm like, I felt like I wasn't good enough. I felt like I wasn't loved enough. And it was very discouraging. But later I discovered that I was actually unemployable uh, because I wasn't meant to work for someone else. I wasn't meant to be told what to do. I wasn't meant to live with these restrictions. And I didn't actually like authority very much at all. I had to create my own success on my own terms, which I didn't understand how to do at the time. So this is basically how my life unfolded. And eventually I got into a really bad accident when I was in high school. And I cut off the tip of my index finger in a sawmill. And what's crazy about this accident is that it actually completely changed the future trajectory of my life. Because had this accident not happened for me, not to me, which I later understood to be a key shift in the evolutionary process of who I was and who I was becoming this happened for me it was a sign from God it was a sign from the universe to to pivot to not continue on this path that my father had been on and my mother of hard work and labor and risking my health or being in a unsafe environment such as a sawmill where there's lots of dangerous equipment and saws and you know you can get hurt in multiple ways if you're unfocused or whatever in my case it was not necessarily my fault directly but I was still I still take responsibility for what happened because I could have done different things but it was one of the greatest things to ever happen to me in hindsight and I'm actually very grateful that it wasn't worse it wasn't all of my fingers it wasn't my thumb it wasn't my wrist it wasn't my arm and it wasn't you know, my entire uh, upper torso or lower torso or handicapped or, you know, there's many, many levels of how much worse it could have been or a different circumstance that could have happened like a car accident or something like this. And I'm so, so grateful that my life has been minimally impacted and affected day to day with this accident. My hand still function perfectly. I still have feeling in that finger. It's literally just a little bit shorter and missing a nail. And as you can tell by the way I describe this, this is a very positive outlook. This is a very uh, grateful outlook. And when it first happened to me, um, I was so far from the way that I'm speaking right now. And over the years, I've developed this skill set of changing the meaning of things that happened to something that is actually empowering and inspiring and uplifts my spirits to continue to move forward rather than weighs me down and live with regret and being a depressed mindset and so on and so that's another lesson that you can take away from my story so far is what has happened to you in your past that you've created a story around it that makes you feel disempowered it makes you feel lesser than it makes you feel not good enough makes you feel like a victim poor me And I had that same story for a while. And most people do. But I learned to develop this, wait a second, yes, the facts are that I did have an accident that cut off the tip of my finger. That's true. But the meaning that I can assign to it is ever evolving and changing. And I can choose to change it and shift it anytime I please. And so now it's a very inspiring story that I'm grateful for. And every time I look at my finger, look at my hand, I get a reminder of how lucky and fortunate I am and privileged and blessed I am to get me to where I am today, because it ultimately changed the entire trajectory of my life into a new direction, because I was unwilling to go back to any sort of accident, obviously dangerous environment for a career or for a job, even though the pay was the best pay that I knew of, which is why I considered it in the first place. So after that, I got into a restaurant opportunity where I got recruited at one of my favorite restaurants in Vancouver, Canada, where I grew up. And it was a very weird process because at the time I had developed this fear in my mind that I was a freak. I was a monster. I was an animal because of my accident. And it was visibly different than most people's hands. And I had this fear that was so deep that if a little child who was like eye level with my finger, if my hand was just down by my side, saw it they would scream and yell and go mommy mommy monster freak whatever point the finger at me and it was like this very vivid imagination that I kept thinking about thinking about thinking about and and it made it vivid and made it very very real and it never once happened which is really crazy how many of us live with a fear that is so deep we're so scared and it's never actually happened in real life something to consider something to think about So for me, that never ended up happening, but I got recruited at a restaurant and they actually recruited me based on who I was, my personality. I was kind of the center of attention in this group of friends I was with. I was making everybody laugh. I was joking around and I developed this, this need or this desire to make other people laugh or be happy because as a kid, I was so unhappy. I was uh, lacking the fun, the joy, the laughter in my life. So I wanted to be that for others. And so I still have that part of my personality where I'm sarcastic and you'll get to know me more on the show where I, I have these analogies and these jokes that just kind of come out as I speak. And a lot of people who know me already pretty well, they enjoy that. It's It's a part of my personality. But that's where it really came from when I was a little boy is I was unhappy. So I wanted to be the reason i made other people laugh so i got recruited there and i got pretty good at sales and uh, i didn't think i was selling i thought i was serving which is a very interesting distinction there's a lot of people out there in the world who have customer service based jobs right whatever that may be and you speak to other human beings you speak to other clients or customers and you are afraid of sales and you refuse to get into sales if it was called sales. But if it's called something else like server, bartender, customer service representative, all these other labels or titles, oh, that's fine. But it's the same thing. Sales, in my opinion, that I later learned is just effective communication. It's being able to understand someone else's needs, their pains, their desires, and offer them something that they want that ultimately gets them the solution they're looking for or helps them accomplish the goals that they have. Or in some cases, it is the painkiller to their problems. And so there's many different ways of serving and helping others. But ultimately, serving is selling. And if you're a great server, you're also a great salesperson because it's the same process. But your self-worth and your self-confidence will actually really, truly dictate your income and your impact. Because if you don't believe you're worthy of sales or high ticket commissions, or a large amount of money from you technically serving other people, then you'll have a job where you make okay money like a server, bartender, client representative, customer service person, but you won't actually go to the max potential. And so I ended up shifting my career path after being fired from 12 jobs to 25. And um, I was in a pretty bad place because my dad had passed away. And he passed away from prostate cancer when I was 21. And this was a huge shock because I didn't have the greatest relationship with my dad. I wasn't that close with my dad. I loved him dearly. But he wasn't super uh, present in my life just here and there a little bit. And, And he always supported me and he always came and Uh, came to my games when I played sports. And uh, if I got a new job, he'd come stop by and, you know, sit at the bar if I was a bartender at a new restaurant and things like this. So I loved him dearly, but we didn't have the most open communication and the deepest connection because of all the stuff that happened in my childhood and that we only saw him on weekends occasionally. And we were mostly with my mom. The point of what I'm saying is that I ended up shifting into wanting to move out. I wasn't having the best relationship with my mom. There's a lot of conflict. I wasn't grateful. I was um, mourning the loss of my dad. I was grieving and sleeping in and had no direction, no purpose. And I was just in a really dark place. I, I now call this like my rock bottom, right? I think that rock bottoms are relative. A lot of people had worse rock bottoms than I did. But this is the, as worse as it got for me in my life up until now. So I moved out from home, and I didn't have a father figure. My dad had died, and I was really, really missing some kind of guidance, some kind of support. And I met my first mentor by the name of Darren Jacklin. He just recently got knighted, so he's Sir Darren Jacklin. And I'm going to have an episode with him coming up in the next few episodes that will share our journey and how we met and how we connected, which I'm really excited for you to hear that episode. It's going to be really powerful. And everything shifted for me because I got an opportunity, which I now see as an opportunity. Back then, I actually saw it as the worst shittiest job someone can get, which was straight commission door-to-door sales. But I called this mentor of mine, Darren, and I asked him, hey, should I do this? My parents have always believed that salespeople are crooks, that they're The worst type of person there is sleazy car salesman, and they're just in it for the money, they're gonna rip you off and blah, 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 all this kind of negativity, right. And so I that was ingrained in me, I had such a negative belief around anything to do with sales, that I would never, ever, ever get a straight commission sales job, especially door to door, which is considered to be like, the most difficult, but also the lowest on the sales uh, hierarchy, right? It's like door to door, man, you're just out there. Up and down people's driveways and pounding on doors and and interrupting people's day and all this kind of thing. has a very, very negative perception in society, I guess you could say. I called Darren and he's like, this is the greatest opportunity of your life. You need to harness it. You need to do it. You need to go all in and become the best that you can be. You're going to learn so much. This is the equivalent of street smarts business school rather than theory that you would take in university or college, which I agreed with him because I actually dropped out of college in the first semester When I realized that my professor and the person teaching me wasn't a millionaire and the chances of me becoming a millionaire, learning from someone who isn't, is pretty much not going to happen, which is another powerful lesson for you listening is you should only ever listen to someone who has the specific results that you want and a track record of success in that particular area. Theory and textbooks and stuff on the internet from random people isn't going to get you there. The person has to have done it themselves, been there, done that, and now can teach literally from their own experiences. And that is so, so huge and important. And so I went on to go do door-to-door sales and it was literally the best thing that ever happened to me. It was very, very challenging, very difficult. I grew as a person because every single day was you versus you, or in, you know, in this case, me versus me, which I really enjoyed because I learned that the only person I should ever compete with was myself and who I was yesterday. And that really got me tunnel vision to stepping into my potential, to constantly getting better and improving and practicing my skills and never settling for good enough, right? I was always like, no, I can get better. I can improve. Even to this day right now, when this podcast ends, I'm going to watch the replay and I'm going to coach myself. I'm going to give myself some tips on like, Blaze, you did great on these things, but you can do better here. And as you listen to my show, as you listen to the Diamond Life Mentor podcast, if you listen long enough and you stick around with me and you support me from the beginning, literally day one, you will see drastic and measurable improvements over time. And I think that's a really good lesson is how are you getting better in whatever it is you're doing right now? Or do you need to pivot and shift into something that actually rewards you for growth, right? There's a lot of careers out there where you are almost incentivized not to grow. Because if you outshine the master, or if you outshine your manager or your colleagues, that's actually a threat. And so you might get let go or fired, which is exactly what was happening to me all those years ago, where I was actually doing a better job than I was supposed to be doing, even though all I was focused on was growth, and doing my best and improving, but everyone else who was lazy and complacent, they took that as a threat and so ultimately they helped get rid of me you could say so i went down this path and i started to after a lot of struggle and challenge i started to make some pretty good income my first year in door-to-door sales i made thirty six thousand dollars in commissions i had no expenses i was basically had a 600 hundred dollar per month all in rent and then food and all that so to make that kind of income with such low expenses and liabilities and and uh obligations or responsibilities, I felt rich. I was like, "Man, I made it. I'm rich." <laughs> it was like only 36,000, which is nowhere near being rich. Then the next year I did 75,000. The year after that was like 150,000, then 200,000 then 240,000. And so I started to make money that was unheard of in my family. My mom and dad never made that kind of income. And no one in my family history has ever been wealthy or rich or well off. So here I was a young kid and I'm like 22, 23, 24 years old, making multiple six figures a year, selling door to door with a team. I started to experience override commissions from people I was training. If they made a sale, I made a little bit of a kickback. And I was like, this is unreal. I am not trading my time for money. Yes, it's more risky because technically I can make zero for not producing and not closing any business and not serving and helping others. Technically, yes, I could make zero. And sometimes that did happen. But on the flip side, I could also make this exponential bigger amount of money by helping more people and getting better at what I did and my ability to lead, my ability to influence, my ability to teach concepts and strategies and frameworks or presentations or pitches or whatever it was. So I could literally do something once, do it really well, And then have that continue to work for me over and over and over and over again. And my mind began to expand like, wow, I didn't even know this existed. And it started to connect back to the thoughts that I was having as a kid of what made rich people rich, what made wealthy people wealthy, what was the difference between them and myself, they look just like a regular person, which they are, they are just a human being, which they are. So what's the difference? And what I realized was that their knowledge, their wisdom, their application of certain principles of success and certain aspects of creating wealth were different. The knowledge and the way that they applied that knowledge was different than the regular normal person like myself and my family growing up. And so I started getting this little taste of leverage, of duplication, of automation, of all these little aspects. I'm like, wow, this is really powerful. I could have a meeting in the morning and there could be one person listening or 30 people listening or 100 people listening. And I'm still speaking and saying the same thing for the same amount of time. Whoa! So that means that if I have more people in the room at the exact same time, I'm leveraging by one or by 50 or by 100. And now I have 100 people going out there and making sales door to door while I'm sitting in my office drinking my coffee and trying to recruit even more people into my sales force. And then they came back at the end of the day and they each closed two, three, four, five deals. We added that up. And then I got a kickback percentage on the total sales that everybody made. And my check just kept climbing. And I was like, oh my goodness, this is incredible. But what I discovered during this process is that even though the money was good, even though I had a taste of this leverage from building a sales organization, I was still very limited to my overall potential. I was limited by the market. I was limited by the areas where the services that we were selling were available. So there was a lot of limitations. And I knew that it wasn't going to last long term. It was just a very short period of time. At that particular stage of my life, I was now with my with my wife and we were dating and she was my girlfriend at the time. And we're getting really serious and I could see all the signs of her being my wife and, you know, the future mother of my children and settling down and starting a family. And I was really, really excited and super inspired by what the future had in store for me in that way. But the more I thought about it and the more that I imagined what type of father I wanted to be and using the example of the way that I witnessed my father in my childhood be absent and distant and tired and exhausted and just not really present I knew that I needed to make some changes because ultimately I was on this hamster wheel, even though I was making like a quarter million dollars a year, I was on this never ending hamster wheel where if I didn't go to the office, if I didn't continue to show up and do the trainings, if I didn't continue to recruit new people, because the attrition is very high, people are quitting, you know, within their first week constantly, the percentage of people that make it longer than 30 days in door to door straight commission sales is very, very low. So I always have to continue, and it's like this leaky bucket. And in the future, I'm like, well, what does that mean when I have my firstborn child? How much time am I really going to be able to take off when they're born to spend that quality time bonding and connecting and being present and you know, making my family my number one priority and focus, which I wanted them to be. And I was like, this isn't sustainable. This isn't going to give me the life that I actually wish and desire. And so I started to become unhappy about what my future had in store for me. I started to see the writing on the wall that if I didn't make a change, then I would end up like other people in that industry who had been there for 10, 20, 30 years, and I didn't like what I saw. So I started searching and and shifting into other possibilities, other business models, other career paths. And one of the things that I was so grateful for is that if you're great at sales, then you can do so much because every single industry... Need salespeople to grow. Every single company needs salespeople to grow. So in my mind, I was like, there's a very, very good possibility for me to really go wherever I wanted and whatever business model I wish I could get into real estate. If I wanted to, I can get into car sales. I could get into jewelry or luxury fashion or travel or insurance. So many things. It was literally unlimited potential because every single one of those industries needed salespeople. And the more I looked into it, very few, if any, truly offered the best of both worlds with being able to make a similar income to what I was already making, if not much more, much bigger amounts of income, but also having full control over my time, actually being time rich. And so many people that I know, even to this day, so many years later, we're talking like 15 years later, they make good money, but they're always working they're always hustling. They're always busy. And the biggest thing that I hear people say is like, I'm doing this for my family, right? I'm hustling for my family. But then if you ask the family what their number one wish was, they would just say more presence, more quality time, more love. It doesn't have anything to do with the finances after your basic needs are met. So it's this very interesting thing that I feel is incongruent in most people's lives especially the primary breadwinner, which in a traditional household is typically the male, the man, the father, the husband. And I was like, this doesn't add up for me, man. I'm going to be miserable. Yeah, I might be a millionaire one day. I might have a successful career, a successful business. But if I'm not close and connected with my wife, if my children and I don't have a close bond and even worse, we're disconnected or they hate me or they feel like I don't prioritize them or make them number one, I will die with regrets one day. I will literally wish that I would have done things differently. And so a lot of people that I've shared shared this with that are older, 55, 60 plus, they've always told me that I have wisdom as a young man because I saw the future before it came. I was a visionary in that way. So I made these adjustments. I made these changes. And I looked into different business models, and the one that resonated with me the most is the direct selling network marketing business model. And the reason for this is because when I did door-to-door sales, I was already doing exactly that. I was building a small little sales team. I was getting a little bit of a kickback percentage from their sales. So it was already the same sort of model, but with so many limitations, and it was very capped to what I was doing at the time. So I wanted to take that and go from the amateur leagues, which is what most people in sales are currently doing. They think they're doing awesome. Like even realtors or car salesmen or people in high fashion, they're like, oh, I'm making big, big money. And even in like Wall Street or corporate America or any of these types of sales jobs, they think they're doing amazing. But the reality is it's still the amateur leagues because one specific reason, they are time poor. They do not have the ability To travel the world, to have complete location independence, to do as they please, as much as they please. If they stop working actively on their business or their income or their sales, they can continue to still earn money with residual income. There's so many things that they don't even realize they don't have and they're missing. And so I was very attracted to that. But simultaneously, there were certain things about the network marketing business model that I didn't like. Uh, In fact, I didn't like things that most people don't like about having to look at your friends and your family as potential dollar signs and sort of, uh, what's the word? You basically try to monetize those relationships and friendships rather than just loving those people without the financial exchange, right? And I never really loved that about the industry. I feel like a lot of people have a negative taste in their mouth about that or that they're just this walking, talking billboard, selling constantly every opportunity they have. If they go to like a family dinner or get together with friends, they're always looking for ways to sneak in a little pitch or a little reason to work with them or buy from them. So there's this like kind of sleazy element to it, but it's because the hustle is real and they don't have any other better ways to do it. So I love the model and I love the potential of residual income. I love the idea of doing the work once and being paid for it over and over and over and over again. But there was a few things I'm like, nah, it's just not how I want to do it. And that's a really big part of my journey in the last decade is innovation, disrupting models, looking at things with a new set of eyes like, okay, this could work, but what if we tried it like this? And this constant attempt of trial and error, of failing your way to success, of doing it again and again and again and trying new ways, and that's exactly what I've been able to do and so I took different aspects of different business models and I combined them into one. And I call it the Diamond Life business model and it's unique, it's patented, it's, it's literally like nothing else out there. And part of what I am so excited about to bring to you inside the Diamond Life Mentor podcast is the education and awareness and the paradigm shifts so you can start to look at your life, you can look at your lifestyle, you can look at the way you generate income and what you have to exchange to make that income and ultimately living your best life, your dream life now because we don't have that much time. We actually have a very short amount of time on this earth before our time comes and tomorrow isn't guaranteed or promised and often people die much younger than they anticipated or their goals allowed them to, right? Like for example, my father, he passed away when he was 54. I don't know a single person who thinks that they're going to live to only have 54 years on this planet in a first world country in most developed nations around the world. That's unheard of. The average life expectancy for men in North America is 78 and for women, it's 81. And that's still young, in my opinion. That's still not very much time, in my opinion. And so this whole idea around working for 40 years to, uh, to some career, to some boss, sacrificing family time sacrificing the ability to travel as long as you want as much as you want in the style that you want to do it in really experiencing those bucket list things delaying that for some future time 55 65 whatever years old I think is actually insane it is the most insane thing that people are still subscribing to as if it's normal and it isn't with the development of the internet that is so long gone it's old news and if you're still subscribing to that plan you need a new plan. And I hope to be the one that helps you have the mindset shifts, the values and beliefs shifts inside of yourself where you go, this doesn't make any sense. I need to do something different now. I need to change this now. I need to create the diamond life for my family right now. No more procrastinating no more delaying, no more living in fear, no more caring what other people think about you when you go after your dreams or pursue the things that you're passionate about. No more. It needs to stop right now because you don't have as much time as you think. And you need to have a sense of urgency to take action and move forward right now. And that's what this podcast is going to allow you to do I'm going to motivate you. I'm going to inspire you. I'm going to educate you. I'm going to share awesome stories with you about my life and the lessons that I've learned from those stories. I'm going to bring on some of my friends and colleagues and experts in all things to do with freedom in different aspects of life. I'm going to also share some success stories and client success case studies with people that I've personally mentored, coached, and helped over the last decade find their diamond life and live a life of ultimate freedom that people still, to this day right now, have a hard time believing is real. It's crazy. There's so many people on social media that are living a facade, a facade, facade, <laughs> a facade, of fakeness, of, of fronting, of pretending, of lying and not being true to their reality. Yes, there's a lot of that. But at the exact same time, there is literally millions of people on social media. Who are living their dreams, who do have freedom, who do have a a really amazing life of what they wanted. And so there's so much evidence in our realities today, if we open our minds, if we open to the idea and the possibility, what if this was true? What if this was real? What if I can have that as well? What if I can do that as well? As opposed to lucky them and poor me and this victim mentality of lack and scarcity and feeling unworthy or not good enough or not smart enough or I can't learn this or technology's hard or every other excuse that you might have right now and other people have right now, what if none of that was real, none of that was true, and you can create your diamond life and you can have it all? What if we start looking at the possibilities of if things worked out in the best case scenario rather than the typical mindset of the masses, which is living in fear, scarcity, uncertainty, doubt, you know, all of these things where they're like, what if it doesn't work? What if I lose my money? What if uh, you know, I get judged or criticized by people in my life and, and disowned or whatever else craziness that people are focusing on rather than the beautiful opportunity itself that life could only ever get better than it is now? Why would it get worse? You're only supposed to grow in this journey we call life. You're only supposed to become a better version of yourself as the years go on. But if you're stuck doing the same thing, thinking the same thing, hanging around the same people, consuming the same type of fear mongering, lies and deception and manipulation on mainstream TV and news and Netflix and media, then you're never going to grow. You're never going to change. You're going to stay stuck. And one day, all the youth, the energy, the zest for life that you could be experiencing right now today, it will be fleeting. It will be gone. You will start to get old, you will start to get weak, you will start to get tired, you will start to lose hope, you will think it is too late, and eventually you will die with a lot of regrets. And I don't want that to be a reality, I don't want that to happen for you. I know you are worthy, I know you are capable, I know it is possible for you too, because I personally have witnessed it, mentored people and taught them over the last decade. Over 200,000 people now in my organization Thousands of people are free, living exactly how they wish. Why not you? The truth is, it's your choice. If you say, yes, I am. Yes, I can. Yes, I will. Then I can give you the tools. I can give you the information. I can give you the training on this podcast absolutely free for you to take those necessary steps in that direction. And I'm so, so excited for that journey, my friends, because this has been a long time coming. I can't even tell you the number of people who said Balazs, I could listen to you all day, balage. your content, your trainings, your, your videos, your message uh, lights me up, it motivates me, it inspires me to take action, It inspires me to become a better version of myself and I've heard that so many times over the last seven years and I kept saying, not right now, it's not my goal, it's not my focus, I haven't earned it yet, I'm not at the 10 year mark, I haven't created enough success stories, I haven't helped enough people yet. So who am I? to have my own podcast. I didn't feel worthy myself of this particular uh, opportunity to speak into you, to be in your ears, uh, whatever it is that you're doing right now while you listen. And for the fact that you're here, the fact that you're listening, the fact that you're willing to share the episodes, share the show, uh, put it on your social media, share with your friends, your business partners, your colleagues, whoever it may be. Uh, If you I uh, got inspired if you felt the the goosebumps and the hair tingling on yourself because you know what I'm saying to you is true, you know that you can, but for whatever reason you've been playing small in your life, but when you listen to my words and you listen to me speak into you, you know that this is you, you know that you can. And that is the best feeling ever and if you feel that way, pay it forward, pass it on, you know, give this gift to someone else. And that is the greatest win for me. And I'm so, so excited and and grateful for this opportunity. So my friends, this is episode one. And I hope to be sharing this podcast with you for many, many years to come and have, you know, many episodes in the future. Let me know what you think on Instagram at the Diamond Life Mentor and also my personal account at Belage W. Cardos. Share the episode. Give me feedback. Let me know how you enjoyed this. And I can't wait for you to subscribe Get notified for the next episode. Hopefully this becomes one of, if not your top favorite podcasts that you listen to every single week. I love you so much. I'm grateful for you. Thanks for being here. And I'll see you on the next episode, my friend. Take care for now. Bye-bye. I hope you found something useful here to help you unlock more freedom in your life. We're just getting started. So if there's something you want to hear or a guess you want me to have on the podcast, shoot me a message at the Diamond Life Mentor on Instagram and let me know. You can discover incredibly helpful resources and more ways to build your diamond life now at my website, blogwcardos.com. At the end of the day, this is all about bettering yourself and helping others. So if you think you can help someone else by sharing this podcast, that would be the ultimate win for me. And of course, subscribe so you don't miss the next one. Appreciate you. Thanks for listening.